Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. Hi guys, welcome back to another show. This week our guest is Paolo Magliavecca, who's uh, head of the technical area of the 12s to 14s at Inter Milan over in Italy. Uh, really privileged he agreed to come on the show. Really interesting hour of talking football. This is one of the reasons I started this podcast, is uh, you know to find out more about different footballing cultures, what goes on at some of the biggest clubs in the world, what they do in their academies and, and their methodologies. So... It was really interesting, engaging chat. Uh, Paolo's really open and a uh, real top guy and really interesting to see what goes on there. And obviously, interesting to, to talking about 1v1 and attacking play and trying to challenge some of the uh, the cliches about Italian football. Obviously, we talked about, you know, he talks about, well, I mentioned that Italian football being known for, you know, it's defending and, you know, a lot of stuff does off the ball. But obviously, they're trying to change that and try and change the sorts of uh, players they develop. So, a real top podcast. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy it. Just remember the My Personal Football Coach app is now free, so uh, the player pass is now free, so we're trying to support as many players around the world as possible, so make sure you download it. Also, uh, really privileged uh, that obviously we're working with some of the best clubs in the world in terms of their academies. Uh, the feedback we've been getting from uh, our newest partner club in the pro club game, Arsenal, has been top draw. Great seeing their players engaging uh, with the club partnership. And obviously we've got Middlesbrough and Wolves and uh, new clubs every week are now signing up all around the world for the My Personal Football Coach Club Partnership. Obviously with lockdown coming, if you're interested how we can you know, support your clubs and players at this time with a world-class uh, remote learning option, used by some of the top clubs in the world just drop me a message and I can set you up a demo and we can see how we can support you guys and to, to take your coaches your players and your club to the next level but without further ado let's get into the show so Paolo Miglavaca welcome to the show hello thank you for your invitation hi Saul thank you thanks so much for taking time can you just give us a brief um, sort of outline of your, your playing and coaching journey up to this point Okay, uh, my role at the moment in the club is uh, head of technical area, especially for the grassroots level, uh, starting from uh, the old west uh, under 14 uh, to under 12. Uh, but uh, sometimes happen that I help uh, uh, my colleagues uh, with the youngest players uh, starting from under 11 to under 9. So we have a, a big group in the pre-agonistic and uh, we try to form every player, uh, uh, starting with the first selection uh, with under nine uh, until the, the last step of the grassroots level under 14 to prepare the players uh, in the second step of the academy for the agonistic level. So I, I am uh, the coach of the coaches <laughs> during the last six years. Inter- and so how long have you been at the academy at Inter Milan? 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. And, and so you always had that role that you have now? No, uh, this role during the last six years, uh, before uh, I'm coaching uh, all the teams uh, in the grassroots level, so with under 9, 10, 11, until under 13. Uh, I started uh, my experience uh, with the Academy of Inter, like an easy and simple coach of the soccer school, a project that started with the, with the youngest kids uh, to five years old uh, to seven. 
So before uh, the, the experience, uh, my role is uh, no professional clubs uh, with always uh, coaching the, 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 the grassroots teams. So I've, uh, I've been uh, more or less a 20, 22 years of experience of this role. Wow. So, so just tell us how, how the academy is structured then at Inter Milan. You, you said grassroots and then the academy. So tell us how it works. I think it's a bit different than it is in England. Yeah, the, uh, we, we are a little bit different in Italy too because uh, usually the grassroots level is starting from the youngest uh, under 9 or 8 or the soccer school under 7, under 6 until under 13. Uh, for us, uh, during the last five years, uh, we arrive until under 14 because for our organization, uh, for our structure, we prefer to include under 14 in the grassroots level. But usually in Italy, uh, under 14 is uh, is in the agonistic level uh, because they they start to play 11 v 11 they start to play uh, two two half uh, in uh, 35 minutes but for us uh, it's better because uh, uh, during the last period we compose all the the structure of the grassroots level uh, with two teams for every age in the grassroots uh, the grassroots structure and then uh, in the agonistic, starting for under 15, uh, we compose one team until under 19, because the under 19 is the, the last teams of the academy. But usually under 19 for us is considered another another first team. So it's a sort of a se- the second team, uh, because we are very close with the first team for the players, uh, for the methodology, uh, for, the, for the level of our players. Uh, so... In the grassroots level, we try to prepare all the players uh, to approach uh, in the agonistic level. And starting with under 15, uh, we usually play a championship with the national. And uh, the players uh, begin uh, to go in the national team uh, with the Italian Federation. So we, we are two different groups, pre-agonistic and agonistic. Interesting. So, so, um, so you currently run, run the 12, 13, 14. You're head of the technical area, the 12, 13 and 14s. So then what yeah, about yeah. So then someone else does the... The younger age groups, ahead of the younger age groups as well? Yeah, uh, we started with the first selection with under nine. It's a small okay. group of uh, more or less uh, 12, uh, 13 players. Uh, and then uh, with under 10, we compose uh, two groups uh, for every age. So under 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14, we have a big group split in two with two different yeah. technical staff, but always during a normal training section week, they work together. They develop together and they play uh, friendly match, uh, championship tournaments uh, all together. Sometimes happen that uh, some players uh, with uh, special skills, with special characteristics, play in the oldest group. So, for example, this, in this sports season, we have uh, four under 14 that play with under 15 or uh, three under 13 that play with under 14. It depends uh, every, every sports season about the characteristics of the players. Interesting. So let's start then at the bottom. Well, at the, at the bottom of your pyramid, as we talk about in England. So, so you, you you talk about a small group of nine. Tell us a little bit about the recruitment process. And you mentioned soccer schools with players even younger than that. How does that work? How does that feed into your first age group? Tell us about the recruitment for your first age group there at nines. Yeah. Okay. We we, we have uh, we have a, a technical project. It's called Inter Soccer School, like uh, a normal uh, football club. Uh, this is a this is a project for the for the youngest kids uh, starting uh, with uh, five years old until seven, and uh, it's one of the part of our recruitment area. But then we have uh, another 
scouting area with the head of scouting, with some scouts that work in our region, because in Italy, until under 15, we cannot uh, sign uh, the players that come from other regions, but just the players that come from Lombardia, because we are in Lombardia. So Milan, the yeah. city is Lombardia with other, with other uh, city. This is a, a Italian Federation rule. Uh, but the, the scouting movement started before, so we, we tried to compose uh, a little group at the beginning of the, the, the grassroots level, under nine, but uh, for under eight, uh, we started uh, one year before, to compose this group and then every year we try to find new players but the players that start at the beginning minimum stay in our academy three years then just this line we we create a sort of a technical evaluation and we decide okay most of the pre of the players uh, uh, go up and and uh, enter in the second level some players uh, come back uh, in uh, another uh, not professional club or a different professional club. It depends on the level, depends on the number. More or less, every group starting with under 10 was composed by 20, 25, and then started with under 12, to under 14, more or less uh, 30, 35 players. Interesting. And so, I mean, I, I was in Lombardy at the beginning of the year, just um, remember driving through. So what, who are your, so obviously you have AC Milan, um, your your big yeah. and who who else who else could you compete with players in that region? Yeah, we, we we are lucky and unlucky because in our region there are there's a lot of professional club like us AC Milan, Atalanta, Brescia, Cremonese, Como. So it's it's really important to have a good uh, uh, a, a good uh, approach uh, during the scouting moment, but during the technical moment, uh, like every week can happen. And uh, this is important to have a, a, a good competition for every club. So every club try to scout the best talent, the best players in the region. And we try to find out uh, with uh, with a technical project, because we have one technical project is called Inter Soccer School. Another technical project is called uh, uh, CDF is a sort of uh, elite sports center with a non-professional club, a sort of affiliation. And a second level affiliation it is called Intergrassroots Program. But it's uh, not a commercial, it's just to uh, form uh, this club uh, about the technical staff uh, and then uh, arriving for the scouting. But uh, it's important to create uh, a good relationship with the territory, a good relationship uh, with all the staff uh, and all the clubs uh, that work in our region and then I try to find the best talent in the region. How, how competitive is it, particularly with your noisy neighbours, AC Milan, as they say? Yeah, it, it's a, a high-level competition, but we have a, a good relation because uh, we try to do the same thing. We try to uh, arrive uh, to the same objective, so, so to, to uh, discover and then form a professional football player. But you know that uh, during academy period, for uh, every players that enter in the academy, it's a long period, more or less, uh, if they start at the beginning with under nine uh, and then arrive at under 19, more or less past 10 years. And during these 10 years, uh, the competition with this club, uh, the formation in, in the academy and all the experience that every players uh, is so big, so high level. So we try to do the best, uh, but uh, with, uh, with a good relationship. So you have a good relationship with your, your with the with the opposition yeah. with your rivals. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do, do you do you play them in, in fixtures at nines and tens and elevens AC Milan? Uh, 
sometimes happened during a tournament because uh, in Italy happened this. Uh, starting from under 9 to under 12, we usually play a regional or a championship around the city with a non-professional club. They play with the old one. Uh, so sometimes happen we play against Milan during the championship, especially during the tournaments. Starting with under 13, start a regional championship with all the professional clubs of the region. So AC Milan, Inter, Atalanta, Brescia, Cremonese. And usually we play during the championship, but uh, we are lucky because we participate with a lot of tournaments uh, in our country or in, uh, in foreign in Europe all around the world. And sometimes happen that we, we try to play against. Yeah, now when I spoke to um, a guy called Stefano, who, who does a similar role to you at Lazio, and he said yeah. that Lazio don't play Roma in academy football because the rivalry is too crazy and the parents fight each other, so they just they cannot, <laughs> they're not allowed to play. Yeah, I wonder if yeah, yeah, that's I know. typical I know, I know. Italian football. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that the uh, uh, Roma-Lazio derby is a, is a particular derby. It's so, they are so focused uh, for, the, for the crew, for the fans. Uh, and for the academy, it happened the same. Uh, here in the north part of Italy, for the derby about Inter FC and AC Milan, it's a little bit different. It's an important match, it's an important game, and every time we try to do the best against the opponent. But it's not so focused like, uh, like Roman Lazio. Yeah. A little bit different. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so tell, tell us a bit about then the, 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 you know, the typical week of an under nine then at Inter Milan. T how many times do they train? That's how long are the sessions? Okay, uh, with under nine, we usually have uh, two or, or three training sections for a week, and then uh, one or two moments during the weekend where they play a game, a uh, championship friendly game uh, or, or tournaments. Uh, this happened because uh, usually happen this uh, for two training sections, we have the possibility to have transportation for the players. Uh, for the third training, uh, we have no transportation. And this happened during the under 9, 10 and 11. Starting with under 12, uh, we have uh, four training sections for a week uh, with uh, all the days with the transportation. So more or less we have 80% uh, of the players uh, that they, uh, they need to have transportation to arrive in our sports center, in our facilities, because Lombardia is big and uh, to arrive uh, in Milan uh, in our sports center is not so easy for all the family. And uh, during the weekend, they have uh, usually one or two games uh, on Saturday and Sunday where they, they play. Interesting. So, so, so how does that work, the transports? How does that, is it buses or you get taxis? The, the buses, the buses, 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 buses. We have, we have 28 lines in our region that uh, starting from different points in the region, in different parts of the region that uh, come the, and uh, back the the players uh, to arrive on the sports center and then come back home. So it's important for us uh, because uh, uh, we have a really big number of players in the grassroots level, more or less 300, and uh, the 80% of this number, they need the, the transportation, the buses. Interesting. And then, so, and then how long is each training session when the guys, the boys are training? Uh, more or less uh, one hour and a half, one hour and 45, because uh, the, the, the time is two hours, uh, but usually happens that uh, not all the players arrive at the same time. Uh, so the, the specific moment for the training is more or less one and a half, one and 45 minutes. And can, can you give us like a typical session we'd see under nine session? What would that be? Can you talk us through a typical session, maybe what they'd, they'd experience? 
Yeah, the, the typical session is structured like this. Uh, we start with a, with a warm-up, uh, usually with a technical and uh, physical coordinative moments, uh, more or less uh, um, 15, 20 minutes. Then we pass uh, with the technical skills, uh, develop the technical skills uh, with analytic and uh, technical situation. Then we pass the third moment uh, with the game situation, easy game situation, from starting from easy to complex. And then the four, the final, we usually play a game, uh, a normal game or uh, a game with different rules. So we usually compose four moments during a normal training section. And this happened with under nine, but happened with, uh, with the other ages. So then you said like that technical, just give us an example of that technical work. What would that, what would that look like? So no, we, we started with the technical. The technical moment is the, the focus on the, the grassroots level. It's really important for every player to uh, develop uh, their skills uh, and then transfer, transfer these technical skills in the game situation. So it's important to understand, okay, what can I do to I kick, to pass, to receive uh, in an elite moment, but then it's uh, really important uh, to transfer in the, in the game situation. So can you give us an example of that then, what that one might look like? Is it like a drill or uh, working in yeah, pairs? Uh, like a, a normal example is uh, like a 1v1 with uh, dribble the ball and try to use the, the some fint and fake uh, the, the opponent, uh, starting with different positions to try to kick and shoot on goal. Or uh, a, a, another uh, easy game situation like 2v1, and uh, it's important for the players to understand, okay, I can pass, but it's not important to pass but to dribble so it's important to have the ball to have a good confidence with the ball and then if the opponent is so high and strong with me okay i can pass and then try to collaborate with him uh, to arrive to the complex uh, to compose by uh, uh, easy most games like uh, two 2v2 with uh, with the joker or three 3v3 with uh, with some rebounds uh, around the around the pitch, so we try to build uh, uh, some different exercises that then replace uh, what happened during the game. And um, what's uh, what, and how do coach work? Do they work from a curriculum, uh, like a, a yearly plan? How does that work? Or they or they're free to do what what they what they want to do on the night? We have uh, a general technical program for the grassroots level. Uh, that compose from different parts. So we try to focus on technical, tactical, and coordinated skills. Then uh, to uh, uh, compose by two different moments, offensive and defensive phase. Then we have uh, some assistant coaches that work for the specific moments, uh, like uh, futsal moment, uh, like a specific role moment, uh, uh, like for the coordinative uh, and uh, goalkeeper moment. So we have a, a really big, big uh, technical staff that compose head coach, assistant coach, physical coach and goalkeeper coach. And uh, then every coach uh, with this guideline, they have the, 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 the free moment to compose a different exercise. The base for everyone is high intensity. So every every exercise they have to compose and propose to the to the players. It's important to propose with high intensity. It's really important because the, the football that uh, for the professional world they play now is a high intensity. If you compare with the with the football that they played, I don't know, 20 or 30 years ago, it's completely different for the for the speed and for the intensity during a game. And we try to. 
um, to take uh, all the key on the solution for the players to resolve the uh, game situation. Uh, and what, what sort of players are you looking for at the youngest age group when you're recruiting? What are the, the, the main sort of things you're looking for in, in your talent and identification? Uh, at the beginning, the most important thing uh, is uh, uh, technical skills. Uh, it's not important uh, the, the body structure or other things, uh, but the confidence with the ball and their uh, ability with the ball. Then, uh, when they're growing up, uh, we try to compose every team. Uh, the, the, the kids, especially during the period uh, starting with under 12 to under 15 and 16, they're changing a lot because the mature is completely different. Some players with early mature, some players with late mature, and we try to focus on the technical and tactical abilities, especially for the mental thing, for the psychological mental thing during the, during the, when they play football. Uh, but the most important thing is uh, the technical abilities. Interesting, and, and what about, uh, say for instance, in, in the game days, nines and tens, what, what, uh, how, how many aside, how many on each team do they play? What the, what the when, and formations and things like that? Yeah, we, we, we start with under uh, 9 and under 10, we play 7v7. Then they pass, uh, uh, started with under 11 to under 13, with, they play 9v9. And then starting play 11v11, so normal football like, like the adults, uh, with under 14. Uh, for us, it's really important this uh, classification because it's important for the youngest play in a, in, a, in a small pitch, we have the possibility to touch the ball a lot of time. Uh, it's not important the role, the position, because if you if you play like a centre back in seven v seven, we have the possibility to come up uh, and uh, and score a goal. And we try to uh, to have a different experience for every player in a different position. Then when they arrive to play eleven v eleven, we try to understand which is the best position because they they they, they arrive in the mature level uh, but probably they, they can change it during the next step so uh, in Italy uh, we, we 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 changed this thing uh, more or less uh, 20 years ago because uh, a lot of time ago the young kids they play 11 v 11 but it's impossible for them to to enjoy and to touch the ball so it's important for them, starting with seven, then pass nine, and then arrive at 11. And in, in our technical program, the, the futsal methodology, so the, the, the open skills about uh, the sensibility, about uh, the mental uh, situation during the transition time, and we try to insert this methodology in the grassroots level. Futsal, he says. Yeah, futsal, yeah. So how does, that, how does that fit into your program? How often do you do that, the boys? Uh, we, we have a, a specific assistant coach. Uh, he played in a pro world with futsal in Italy, and uh, he insert in, a, in a, our technical program during the training section different moment, more or less uh, fifteen or twenty minutes with small groups and uh, and develop uh, the technical skills, uh, the transition skills, uh, uh, the coordinative skills about futsal. So they use uh, uh, the, the futsal ball, uh, so they have no rebound. We use uh, a, a futsal pitch, so 5v5. And with under 14, we play uh, a regional professional championship and uh, uh, we compare with uh, a futsal championship uh, during a normal sports season. So they, they, they make this uh, different experience. 
Interesting. And, and so let's talk about then the 12s, 13s and 14s. That's, that's your, your, your role. You're managing this section. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that, then the 12s, then they're playing, they play 9v9, right? Yeah, yeah. And so can you give an example, what's, what sort of formations do, do, the, do the boys play and what's the approach on game day like? Uh, it's important for them to uh, discover new new spaces and what what they what they do in these spaces. So they approach to arrive to play 11 v 11. The pitch is a little bit uh, uh, small uh, because usually they play starting from uh, the area line to the opposite area line, but with the same uh, large uh, meter. Um, we usually play uh, with uh, three defender or two defender in the center and two wings. It depends for the characteristics of the players. And then uh, all the all the players try to develop uh, a good possession ball, uh, the high intensity to arrive to score a goal. If they lost the ball, they try to reattack suddenly to catch the ball and okay, we restart and uh, attack the opponent goal. So. Uh, it's important. It's not important the position. It's important the mentality during the game. So they try to stay high. Uh, if the opponent start with the ball on the ground, uh, we try to pressure suddenly and catch a ball and score a goal. So it's important for them to have focus on the pitch. So, so you want to you want to control possession and, and press high up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. And so, then, so tell us then, like with the under 12s, and tell us a bit about that. Their like their average week. You said they train four times a week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, they they train four times a week. So it's, a, it's play, a good moment for them. And they'll play one game as well, one game or two. Uh, uh, one or two games depend because we have big groups, uh, a lot of players. Uh, so all the players uh, they have the opportunity to play a game. Uh, they usually play every game with uh, three times uh, with 20 minutes for each time. And for each uh, half, uh, so we usually have uh, during the Saturday the championship uh, and during the Sunday friendly match, test match, uh, tournaments. Okay. Uh, so a lot of a lot of game during the sports season, more or less. Uh, with under twelve, uh, we play one hundred and eighty, one hundred and ninety game during the ten months. Wow, that's a lot. Of games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's incredible. important for us to play a lot. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so yeah. how many players have you got in the twelves there, for example? Uh, Thirty-six. So that's a that's season. a big that's a big group. Uh, yeah, big group split in two. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's yeah. a massive that's a big like compared in England we'd have maybe twelves you'd have twenty and that would be a big big number maybe you know as uh, in in uh, we'd say in uh, England as a as a generalization. So that's it. So it's 36 players. I suppose that's why you have to play so many fixtures because the, the game time is is managing the game times is a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. We we, we changed this direction during the last uh, five six years. Uh, before we have uh, just one group composed by 18 20, but we need to have uh, more time to form the players. So we prefer to to take the players uh, in the grassroots level and then decide it later what's happened because uh, during this period they're changing a lot and it's really really easy to make mistakes uh, for the evaluation of the players so we Absolutely. prefer to create big group split in two two different head coaches uh, different assistant coaches uh, to work together with this uh, with this player and uh, they need to have opportunity to play and then later 
have a, a, a technical evaluation for their future. So it's interesting. So that actually the, that group of 36 is actually split in two. You yeah. split that group into two 18s or whatever it is, and they train separately. No, no, they, they train together. They train together. Right. We, we create a, we create a, during the, 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 the normal training week, uh, different groups. So we try to mix all the players. Okay. Right. The, 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 the two groups uh, is just to organize during the weekends, uh, the game the moments games. for the okay. championship, uh, for the tournaments. Uh, but during the training, it's important uh, that, uh, that they, they train together. And uh, we insert during the last period uh, the biobanding uh, uh, methodology so for the biological age uh, yeah it's important to divide the, the players yeah so so then i was going to ask that how do you split the group so you have you split them with the biological age then you have them maybe the younger players in one group and the older ones in the older or uh, a little bit uh, we we try to understand uh, the, the the characteristics uh, how many times they they stay and arrive in our academy uh the the role position that they usually play during the game uh, so create uh, uh, a really uh, normal group uh, it's not one group uh, a little bit stronger and one group uh, is a little bit lower no okay we try to similar uh, it's important for them to understand everything we try to learn and so how do you how do you how do you decide who plays the championship game or not so you know if you've got ac milan coming up the big game who who plays uh, we, we try to, to mix uh, because uh, uh, all the two groups uh, play a championship uh, and sometimes it happens that one group uh, in October play against AC Milan uh, and then uh, the other group play with AC Milan uh, in March. So they, they, it's important to have the same opportunity for, for all the players. So it's interesting. So you have 36 boys training in the 12th, but you have two teams of coaches there too. You know, so they're mixing it up. That's interesting. Can you give us an idea then what like a typical session would look like for those guys? Uh, like like I, I said before, so we create four moments, uh, a technical and coordinated warm-up, then uh, a technical uh, application for the technical skills uh, uh, with, with the coaches and with the assistant coaches, then uh, the, the easy and complex game situation to transfer all the technical ability in the game situation, and at the end, uh, the game uh, normal or uh, with different rules so we try to create always four moments try to work uh, not just with all the group together but uh, split in different uh, small groups it's important this to observe and to correct every mistakes during exercise it's important for them to understand okay i i make a mistakes what can i do to play better i what can i do to develop my my characteristics session because italy's has always been known as you know tactically you know always very famous for your tactics and your defending that's the most yeah, things yeah. so so do you how how often do you work on defending and how you know how how you know, how in depth do you get tactically with the boys at 12s 13s and 14s yeah we we, we try to change but uh, our history said this <laughs> 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 because uh, um during the the, the, the the past moment, uh, Italy is famous for the for the catenaccio and to defensive yeah. line, and then we start uh, uh, to find the, the free space uh, in the higher part of the pitch. But uh, I think that uh, during the last twenty years, uh, we have a lot of uh, input from other uh, football schools, 
like uh, Spanish Federation, like uh, German Federation, like English. So all the Euro Federation tried to change this. Uh, during uh, the period from under 12 and 14, uh, uh, we work in a tactical direction, but it's not the most important part, part of the work. So it's important for them uh, individual tactic situation and not collective. The collective is just to have an idea when they play a game, but uh, the, the percent of the work during the training section is not uh, tactic for the collective part, but for the individual part. So every player try to understand which is the best solution, what can I do with the ball or without in a different part of the pitch with the opponents, with the teammates. So this is really important. Then in the agonistic level, starting a little bit the tactical situation for the collective part, for the, the I don't know, we play 4-4-2 or 4-3-3, but yeah. this happened later, not during the grassroots level. Because I missed it. What, what, what would be the difference in, 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 in what you're delivering tactically between the 9s, 10s, 11s and the 12s, 13s, 14s? Is there a progression or is it still you know, you're 1v1, 2v1s, you're small-sided and your game. I mean, what, is there a progression there? I mean, what's, what's the difference? Uh, we, we try to create always uh, a 1v1 situation because when they play 7v7, 9v9, the 1v1 is always happening in all the parts of the pitch. Uh, a little bit different when they play 11v11, uh, but it's important to them to have a really more comfortable uh, sensibility with the ball and not they they think that, okay, I have to pass. It's important to have the ball and then to dribble and then to uh, play better with uh, my opponent. Uh, and then uh, it's important, okay, passing and receiving, but uh, it's important to have a really good confidence uh, with the ball. They have no scare to pass the ball. Okay, I have my ball, what can I do? Uh, and it's important to understand later when they continue to play 11v11, uh, with a tactical situation, with more difficult tactical situation, uh, and they understand uh, other difficult things. But during the grassroots level, it's important to understand to create always 1v1. If they have free space, uh, dribble the ball, arrive uh, in the area and shoot, uh, and not, uh, okay, I can stop, <laughs> or, uh, okay, I have to pass. No, it's important to have uh, comfortable with the ball. Interesting. Tell us a bit about that 1v1 works, big part of what I do, and what we you know, always promoting it how do you structure that do you have like how much support do you give the players in terms of solving the problems like 1v1 skills is there a bank of skills what does, you know what does that look like yeah we we, we create a specific and a specific moments with 1v1 specific because i have an opponent i have a goal i have a keeper and i try to score a goal and starting maybe in a different part of of the pitch uh, with uh, long space uh, or short space, it depends, we can create different exercises. Or a specific, if I want to focus for the technical skills uh, to use uh, uh, right foot and left foot, uh, I can organize in a square, I can organize in a different structure to use geometrical <laughs> uh, figure and uh, create always uh, 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 a race. Uh, it's important for the for the young kids to have a race uh, to try to bet the opponent uh, to arrive uh, in the line, uh, to arrive in, in a free space. This is really important for them to have uh, the motivation to have the ball and try to beat the opponent. Yeah, because you mentioned earlier about the different skills of face and stuff. Do you have like 
do you, do you have like a bank of skills you use to support the players if the player's struggling you say right try this skill or is it more of like a you know guided discovery freedom type thing yeah yeah try to discover free movement uh, and then we try to help the players uh, and especially for the defensive moment uh, we have uh, an assistant coach uh, that we we usually play and and uh, and coach uh, with all the player not just with the defender and try to transfer all the idea when they have know the ball okay i know the ball my opponent have the ball what can i do uh, i try to pressure i try to stay and try to move my body to have a run or then later have a pressure so it's important to for them to understand what can I do in a different part of the pitch? If I have to close my goal, okay, it's important to stay close to the opponent. If I have much more space, I can run later and then I try to read uh, everything. So they, they, it's important for them, for the players, uh, make different experience, not just the, the, the same experience. And tell us about game day then, in terms of how important is winning the game and how performance over potential, that sort of thing. This is a big and normal question <laughs> because uh, uh, I think that uh, everyone uh, likes to win uh, in, in football, in every sports, in every game. Uh, but uh, the difference is uh, uh, what's happened later in the game. So um, if we win, we are happy, or if we lose, we are not happy. Uh, but uh, the difference is uh, about uh, from uh, from us, uh, from the adults, uh, from the coaches, the technical staff, and from the parents too. So I know that uh, every player wants to win, but uh, if sometimes happens that we lost, uh, it's not important. Maybe we play a good game, we make uh, all the things that we, we work in, the, in that period, and uh, sometimes happens that uh, the opponent uh, are uh, too, too strong and uh, they beat, uh, or... Uh, we are lucky, and uh, in football situation happened this. So we try to do the best. This is the important thing. If we win or lose, it's not so important uh, to all the all the situation. So it's not important to win the championship. It's not important to win the tournament. We try to do, but if it don't happen, okay, we analyze and we try to uh, do better next time. So this is important to transfer this mentality to the players. And, and so, so you said, uh, and how long is each game? You said three, three twenty, three twenty periods. Three, three, three twenty periods. until uh, until uh, under thirteen, and uh, two uh, thirty five, uh, starting with under fourteen, and then uh, two forty and forty five with uh, with the old one. Yeah. Interesting. So, and so, for instance, you're playing a game ninety nine. How many subs will you take on the on the on the game day? Uh, usually, uh, the, the, for the Italian Federation rule, uh, in the second half, uh, all the players they stay on the bench. Uh, Enter is uh, is uh, obligatory, and then during the third half uh, you can make uh, what you want. So every player play 20 minutes in a game, but we try to to play the same time until under uh, under 12 or 13. Starting with under 14, happen some game uh, a player uh, play a full match or uh, 10 minutes, but the the the, the game later. Uh, they change, uh, and uh, at the end of the sports season, uh, we try to make the same opportunity for every player, so the same time uh, for everyone. So how, so, how many will you have in a squad on a day on a twelve? How many how many players will be in that squad on game day for the game? Uh, if we if we have uh, the possibility to take all eighteen, uh, we take all eighteen. All right. Or uh, if we have uh, 
different game one Saturday one uh, Sunday we split uh, so yeah. some players uh, during a weekend play two games uh, and uh, another player play one the next weekend uh, the, the same player play one uh, and the other one play two so we, we so try to mix every time it's interesting you take you take squad of nine, 18 so then nine come nine come off so maybe yeah. everybody's playing 30 minutes of football yeah. maybe yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Same time, more or less. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So in England, we play normally. It's four twenties. They play eighty minutes, so four periods of twenty, and then it goes yeah. up when they're a bit older. But it's just interesting because I suppose thirty minutes is not a long, not a very long time. I suppose. I suppose that's why you have to play more, more fixtures. Yeah, it's, it's not a long time, and this is the reason we try to organize during every weekend, not just one game, but more games. It's important to have uh, much more time for the players to play a game. So how do you, though, you know, you're organising games, how do you find these teams? Do you play local teams, but the year up or something, so you get more of a challenge? Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, a normal championship on Saturday, and during the during the Sunday we, we, we organise uh, with other professional club or not professional club, or uh, we, we have every sports season a lot of invitation from different tournaments. So it's important for us to participate and, uh, and, and play different games. Especially happened this during a, a, a tournament uh, that uh, I don't know how long is, uh, one day or two days. We are not the same time like during the championship, so three half by about 20 minutes, but maybe one game during uh, 15 minutes, but you play uh, seven games during a day, about 15 minutes, so mm. long time. <laughs> How many how many tournaments do you think you play every year in the twelves, for example, or thirteens? Under twelve, uh, more or less uh, 40, 45 tournaments. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. give, give you give example. When I was at Chelsea, maybe with Tottenham, we well Chelsea were more the boys. Maybe they do three or four tournaments. That would be a good a good year for them. You know? Yeah, know. because, because sorry, uh, we we have uh, a lot of tournaments in Italy. A lot of tournaments that invited from all over the, the Europe or world, and uh, we try to participate uh, about uh, all, all, all the invitations. So it's important for us to, to play a lot of games. Yeah, I've always thought that's quite interesting because I noticed like the teams Ajax and the Lex, similar thing. A lot of Central Europe, obviously, it's on your doorstep. You play a lot of tournaments, and obviously, it's a big advantage that tournament experience that competitiveness yeah. is very unique right having to see a game yeah. out and win you know that one nil up how how important is that experience for young players yeah it's important but the reason is uh, until probably 20 25 years ago all the kids play uh, close to home uh, play uh, with uh, with the friends uh, after the school uh, play every time and then play with the club now it's completely different. In Italy, happened this now. So they have to go to school, and if they know the training or the game with the club, they no play football. So we try to organize uh, much more activities for them, not just to train, but just to play football. It's important for them to play football a lot of time. So this is the reason we try to organize uh, this structure: training session, uh, game, tournament, and championship, because. Uh, for the for this moment uh, is a, is a social problem. Uh, the kids they not play football when they not go to the club. 
Yeah, the death of street football is like a worldwide. Yeah, uh, football, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Street football until uh, 20 years ago is really important for everyone, for every player. In fact, in Italy, uh, the academy started with under 14, 15, and 16, mm. not before. Now you start with under eight, seven, six because they need to play. If they they not go in a, they don't go in a in a club they don't play football in the street or at home or everywhere. I imagine you know generalized one of my favorite ever players Baggio. You know, imagine he yeah. was a street type player. We have talked about the same here problems with death of street exactly. football. Exactly. I was going to ask you like where are all the you know those famous Italian number tens? You know Baggio, Del Piero, all these yeah. days these superstars. Interesting. I mean, do you think that is a reason why as well, the death of street football, maybe you don't have that conveyor belt? Exactly, exactly. Baggio arrived in a, in a professional academy. I remember probably when the, he, he, he were 16 or 17. Before, he, he played in a normal club close to home and played the street. And he's a talent, okay? He's born with these characteristics. But... The all the structure that now every academy composed for the players he, he didn't know, and then discover later when he has adults, and uh, probably this is the the reason that uh, during the last twenty and twenty five years we have no the the, the Italian player with this characteristics like Baggio, Totti, Del Piero, and yeah. the, the other one because uh, all the players they they start in the in the young period. To have a, a, a mentality structure and not to play free. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, so I was going to ask you that. How, how do you how do you try and foster that creativity then in the academy? How do you try and create those those individuals, those those uh, unique mavericks we call them in England? Yeah, we try to to build a pathway to to have a good creativity during the exercise. So we we, we compose and and, and build every exercise. But in the exercise, we try to leave the players to decide in a, in a free moment uh, what can they do. And uh, this is important. Sometimes the, the, the coaches uh, want to have uh, uh, the, the, the control of everything, but it's important that the players uh, is uh, the, 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 the most important thing, not the coach. So we try to transfer this mentality. And there's a big debate in England, well, there has been in the past about, you know, decision-making and working isolated training to game-based practice. What's your thoughts and stance on that? About the, the, the English football? Well, no, no. So, say, for instance, there's a, the debate in football now, coaching fraternity in the world. Some people say everything should only be done in a game. Some people say it's benefit to do some things out of the game in isolation, technical work, for example. Where do you? What's the stance of the academy in, in Italian football generally? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we it's in, the focus is the, the, the technical. Uh, the decision makers is important because they try to understand what's happened during a game. Uh, sometimes happen that some football culture, like ten years ago, the Tiki Taka from Barcelona. Uh, discover a, a, a new methodology, but uh, it's, it's completely different if you have a top players or if, if you have a normal players. So you can transfer the idea, but the result is not always the same. So uh, for me, 
and for our uh, for our technical staff in our academy, it's important to transfer the technical skills and then the tactical situation for the decision making. So I, I think that uh, this is the future for for the creation of uh, the top uh, professional football world. Thing. So you say you say you're talking about like a balance, you know, a bit of combination yeah, of the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, interesting. And then so tell us a little bit about then. Um, so thirties, the players move up to eleven aside. Uh, when they're 14s right is that 14s yeah under 14 yeah so tell us a bit about that trans that uh that transition uh what what formation does the academy would you do you want do you have like a, a formation you want the boys to play is there like a an academy formation you uh, like a, a, you revert to in terms of 11 v 11 yeah uh, they, they they discover that uh, when they start to play 11 v 11 they have much more space on, on the field on the pitch but the the rules and the and the characteristics are the same that they play in MV9 and 77. So the transition is an important moment. I said before, for us it's important they stay high and pressure with a with a strong pressure the opponents. And sometimes it happens. Okay, we we find a, a, a strong opponents that they play better than than us and arrive in our in our area. Okay, we try to stay close and then. When they catch the ball, we start. Um, the difference is uh, uh, they have uh, four players uh, much more than when they play nine v nine. They have uh, the, the the long spaces uh, in the in the area, uh, and sometimes uh, happen this uh, during the the first part of the under 14 sports season. They try to discover uh, all the big spaces around them. But uh, after uh, five, uh, six months, uh, they understand this. Uh, they changing, their body structure changing and mature, so they 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 play better. But do you play like a four three three or a four four two, or do you have like a? What's your uh, it depends. It depends. Right. It depends. Very Just we, we play always with uh, the four defender in the line, always for defender, yeah. and then uh, depending for the characteristics of the players. Sometimes we play four three three. Sometimes four four two. Sometimes uh, four two three one. It depends. Uh, every sports season we change it about the characteristics of the players and for the every ages. Interesting. And tell us about you mentioned it pretty early about your this this the um, strength and conditioning, the S and C stuff. You you got a coach. Tell us a little bit about that in your program. How important is it? How does it sit align with your technical and tactical work? Yeah, they 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 stay in the in the our technical staff. They work every training with the players, more or less uh, 10, 15 or twenty minutes. Uh, the most important thing is uh, the coordinative skills. But when they arrive in under thirteen and fourteen, they start to understand uh, uh, speed, strength, and endurance but always uh, with the game situation or easy exercise. Uh, the really physical education started with under 15 uh, and uh, with, uh, with the oldest uh, team, like under 16, because they start to go on the gym uh, to start the warm up uh, with the physical situation. But before in the grassroots level, all the exercise or more or less all the exercise they, they conduce with the bombs, not without. So how much would they do, for example, in the 12s? How long would they do in the S&C stuff in one session? For example, with under 12, uh, they, they have uh, a moment with the, the physical coach uh, about 20 minutes. 
with uh, divided the groups uh, in small groups. So, example, 10 players works with the physical coach, the other uh, 10 or 15 play and train with the, with the head coach and the other one with uh, another assistant coach. So we create uh, different uh, uh, different moments and after uh, 20 minutes they change uh, the situation so all the players uh, make the same thing physical technical and tactical and changing around uh, in this situation and, so, and also the personality Lombardi was famously in the central of the COVID uh, outbreak what, what did you do how did you cope with that challenge uh, how did you how did you support your players during those 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 tough times the most important thing, a difficult thing, is uh, the, the mental situation. Uh, during uh, the first part of the COVID situation, so this spring, the last spring, uh, um, it's not like, like now, because uh, probably we pass uh, the first part of the last postseason uh, that we, we have uh, a normal situation, training uh, game, and then we step and we stop uh, for the next uh, uh, for for three months, uh, we organize uh, with the Zoom platform uh, all the video call to stay together, speak together, uh, watch some videos, uh, um, speak about football or the the, the game for the the, the professional world, uh, and it's important for them to have a positive input. Uh, then uh, in the new in the new season, this season uh, we start uh, with uh, a little program uh, because the COVID situation is not so easy for uh, for all the clubs, and then we stop uh, one month, uh, two half, uh, yeah, one one month ago, and we create the same situation. So with the online <laughs> platform, we organize video call, stay together, speak together. Uh, speak about football and uh, watch different things. Uh, connect with other clubs, uh, different clubs. Uh, we we have uh, an elite working group uh, with different clubs uh, of uh, come from Europe. Uh, for England, example, with Southampton, and uh, we try to connect uh, this situation and uh, create uh, the situation for the technical staff and for the for the players too. Interesting. And tell us about yourself, yeah. Paolo. How do you? How do you keep yourself fresh and how do you develop yourself? Um, I, I try to discover always new things. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky because during the last uh, 16 years I work in an important professional club in Italy. And during this period uh, I, I had uh, a lot of experience all around the world about the tournaments, uh, about uh, the convention, about the formation, about technical or technical stuff. And uh, it's important for me continue to develop uh, the, the the formation about uh, the, the, the coaches, and uh, I think that every coach it's important to understand uh, which is the best position if uh, you want to uh, coach uh, the, the the grassroots level or uh, the the agonistic level, or you want to coach an adults so the first team, because uh, is I, I think that in my opinion. Is a, a different, a three different job. Uh, if you if you work with the youngest kids, uh, you have uh, a, a mentality completely different from uh, if you coach a first team, and and uh, and uh, changing the the objective, changing the targets, and changing the communication with the players. And uh, I try to discover always new things to to speak with my colleagues, uh, to speak uh, 
with uh, other colleagues that come from a different sport culture or football culture. So it's important to develop every time. And then just finally, how, how do you judge success in the academy? What's, you know, what's a successful season or seasons for you in the academy? Uh, to, to form a professional players. Our objective is uh, arrive at the end of the academy, have uh, a lot of players that can enter in the, in the professional football world. Uh, during the last 10 years, uh, Inter Academy formed uh, a lot of professional players. The, the, the top objective is uh, entering our first team, but it's difficult. But if you form uh, a professional players that uh, play in uh, Serie A, second division or third division, okay, you, you arrive uh, of your objective. So it's not important, that like I said before, the result of a game or result of a championship, but the most important thing is to form a professional player. I think it's challenging because I've worked at big clubs as well. I mean, as you know, at the top end, at the level, getting players integrated is, is so so difficult, isn't it? In terms of getting the opportunity because, you know, the, the level Absolutely. is so high. You're such, it's, you're such it's a massive most, club. Most, yeah. So what do you what do you do to to challenge that? Do you have like in England do we have a lot of loan we have a real big loan system players going out? What do you do in Italy to try and bridge that final uh, gap maybe? In Italy it's a bit a little different and I think this is a problem because uh, we have uh, the last part of the academy with under nineteen group that's usually work with the first team, but we have no a second team. Just just Juventus uh, during the last two two years had the second team. Uh, yeah. that they play in a, in a professional championship in the third division. And I think this is uh, important for the young players to enter in a professional world, to play in a first team, to discover what is important, the three points to arrive on top and to play with the, with the adults. And uh, probably this is the challenge for, uh, for the Italy movement in football situation. I know that in England, in Spain, in France, in Germany, exists this, the second team. And all the all the young players arrive in the second team and then arrive in the first team. So probably this is a, a good solution to develop and growing up. And the last last question: When when's Italy going to win the World Cup again? <laughs> no pressure. I, I'm not. I'm not the, the magic ball. <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not the magic ball. Uh, our last World Cup uh, is in 2006. Yeah, you're doing better than we are anyway, so I'm not. Yeah, say yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, now at the moment we have uh, a good uh, first national team, uh, and uh, I hope during the uh, the last uh, probably ten years. So we hope, we hope to try to do the best. Uh, but in Europe, it is a really good challenge uh, because uh, other 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 country like England, Germany, France, and Spain and Portugal are a very strong team. So we hope to try to do the best to win in the, in the last, in the next uh, 10 years at the World Cup. Finger yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Thanks very much, Paolo. It's been fantastic. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Saul. It's a pleasure for me. So see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Dynamic Ball Mastery Program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.